Well, gear up, teacher friends, because the journey that you are about to embark on in this episode is very different than any other episode of the season and actually probably that we've ever done. I invited my friend Vanessa to this episode and she's a classroom teacher. She's insanely dynamic. She's super engaging, but she's also really passionate about something that I know very little about. And quite frankly, I think it's intimidating but also, I think it could absolutely help my personal life. Therefore, it could help my teacher life. And I think it could help you too. The topic is yoga. Now, before you're like, skip, I'm not doing this. Hold your roll there for a second, friend. Because I didn't really know where this episode was going to take us. But by the end of it... I genuinely had a better understanding of what this could do, what this could mean on a whole life level. So I want you to embrace this concept. I want you to step maybe a little bit outside of your comfort zone. If you know a lot about yoga or you're interested in it, oh God, you're going to love it. If you have no idea anything about it, I think you're going to equally appreciate it. Not to mention the fact that Vanessa is just this joy. She is just this this radiant energy that you cannot help but love. So we're going to go ahead and get into this. I think you're going to love it. There is awesome in every single school day. big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. All right, teacher friends, welcome to another episode of Teachers Just Talking, where we're literally taking other people who are passionate about education and passionate about being in the classroom, but talking about passions outside of the classroom, because it turns out we are human beings and we have things that we love besides our subject matter, besides our teacher t-shirts, and besides uh, just, you know, being this teacher life. So, Vanessa, what's up? I invited my friend Vanessa to this episode and I'm so excited. Monica, hi. This is truly an honor to be here. I guess on the This Teacher's Life podcast, um, it, it's truly an honor. You're someone who I have learned a lot from and someone who I look up to as a teacher, but also as a human being. You have inspired me a lot. And so it's amazing to be here talking about, you know, This Teacher's Life. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think what's cool, and I said this right before we started recording, was 
Like you have a really good energy. You are just not just a great teacher, but you can just tell that you're a great person. And I knew that even when we were just like Instagram friends, but then we got to like meet each other in person a few summers ago and that was amazing. And so I think what's really cool was you said part of the reason why you are the way you are is because of something that you're super passionate about and that just fuels you. So the thing that we're talking about today, and I know very, very little about it, in my head, I think, Monica, you would be terrible at that. I would often say, like, your body is just not built for that. Today's topic is yoga. Amazing. Um, let's start by this. I, I always like to say this because, you know, something that I get from people is like, you know, how are you so happy? How are you, you know, so, I don't know, wonderful? Or how can you do it all? Um and my answer is just yoga, yoga, yoga. My, my life, I seriously split my life in two before yoga and after yoga, before yoga came to my life and, and the person that I became thanks to the practice um, of yoga. I, I, I want to say that before yoga, you know, I thought I was okay. I thought that, you know, that nothing was wrong with me. Um, and then you know, I decided to to give it a to give it a try to yoga. Um, encouraged by one of my friends, I went to my very first class. Back then, this is I've been practicing, studying, and teaching for about maybe thirteen years. And back then, I didn't speak English that well. And I went to this studio, and they offered me a, a ten class card, and because I didn't know. English very much back then I used to say yes to everything so I say yes I you know I bought the 10 class uh cards I taught my first class and I hated it I hated it with passion because I feel so out of place I couldn't do anything and here was a teacher here was a teacher speaking in Sanskrit and I was like give me a break I don't even speak English and you were speaking Sanskrit I hated it but because I bought the 10 class um past i was like i'm not gonna throw my money away i just right. I, I just don't do that so i say you know what i'm gonna come to this 10 class pass find out why all of these people are here because that's one of the things that shocked me the room was full of people and i was miserable in that much and i remember looking around and saying why are they here mm -hmm. why, why did you do this to you this is awful so i said i'm gonna do this 10 class pass find out why why they're all here and never come back again mm -hmm. this sucks to me that sucked the life out of it i didn't want it to do i didn't want it to breathe what well, what is this breathing i was like no um and then after the 10 classes there was a switch and i felt a little better i felt a little happier inside i felt you know i felt different and i said hmm this is making me feel better and also the community aspect of it i don't know it's just you go to a yoga studio and everybody's just so nice, so welcoming. Mm -hmm. them, I may, maybe I didn't have, you know, much friends and I needed that. I needed that. I needed to feel that I belong somewhere. Um, and I kept going and, you know, here we are today. <laughs> and I think you bring up a really good point because, like, I find it crazy intimidating, the thought of 
of going to a yoga studio or going to a yoga class. And I look around, this is what I envision. I look around and all these people are so flexible and they're so fit. And I'm like, I should not even walk into that class. But I do think there is something wildly special about group fitness where people can come together and support on each other. And you walk in thinking, oh, they're going to be real judgy because I can't do that. But they're actually like super supportive and are just glad people are part of it and wanting to learn about it. Has that been your experience? Yes. And and still today, you said it. I love that you said, you know, I, it, it must be so special to deal with a bunch of people because that's how I describe it. When I first started yoga, I want to say that um, 99% of my practice was at the studio. I went to the studio six days a week religiously and did it six, sometimes even the seven days I will go. Um, but then I became a mom, right? Uh-huh. I went, maybe 40 years after I started practicing yoga, I became a mom. And I couldn't make it to the studio. So I started to practice at home because I had to. And I always said, I'm not going to be able to practice yoga at home because I don't know. I always relied on having that teacher who guide me and tell me what to do and what to put where and how to do and when to breathe in and when to breathe out. But then I became a mom, of course, and my world changed. And today, 90% of my practice is at home mm-hmm. uh, because I work full time and, and do all of these things. But Nothing beats going to the studio and practicing with a bunch of people you don't know. It's special. It's Mm -hmm. special because you see the struggle on them. It's special because you know you see someone falling on your on their face or 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 doing it quote unquote wrong. And and that makes you feel comfortable because you go, okay, so that lady can do that, and neither Mm -hmm. can I. Okay, so he he, you know, I'm 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 I don't know. I can hold the pose for five seconds. He can even hold it for a second, and then you feel well mm-hmm. about you know you you feel a little you know better. But then also you see how the bodies move, and the teacher explains and tells you, you know, down dog, plank, up dog, breathing, all of that. The teacher moves you and guides you. But when you see their bodies move, you discover new ways to move. And you say, hmm, I'm going to try what she's doing. I'm going to try what they're doing. It's just special. And and we don't go to the studio because, so first of all, you know, we have the the, the, the mindset of, I need to be flexible to do yoga. Yeah. I, go, I no, absolutely wrong. think that that's the thing. <laughs> wrong. That's why we go to yoga, to become flexible. Uh-huh. You are not flexible. Perfect. We need you. Go to the studio. That's that's why we go to the studio to learn to do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I always suggest to um, find them YouTube video because there are millions yeah. out there. And once you have practiced for a while at home, and once you have tried out a few teachers, because you have to try it out several teachers to find the ones that speak to you, to find the ones you identify with. Then once you know, okay, I know it's a crow pose, I know it was an up dog, I know it's a down dog, I know it's a three pose, right? When the teacher calls and you kind of like know, then you, you know, if you are, if you are, this is if you are that overwhelmed about going to the studio, which is to me is the ultimate experience. You mm-hmm. have to go, it's, it's just special. I don't, I don't know how to describe it that way. Then you go to the student, you feel a little more confident because you have, you know, practice 
for a while a home with with so many teachers and then sometimes you're gonna go to a class and you are not gonna like the teacher well then you practice yoga and do by by, by doing the yoga that's the yoga it's not just you know, just the poses that we see on TV or on per se on, on our Instagram feeds with all these joke girls who, you know, look like they came out of a book magazine. I'm like, mm-hmm. my students don't look this well in uh, at the yoga studio. Like what I teach, it's all bodies. It's all yeah. ages. It's well, I've got, a, I've got a question because I think that when I see yoga, I see it as like, oh, that's not really a workout. That's just stretching. And maybe that's a completely false belief because like, if I'm going to be working out, like I want, like, I want to get my sweat on. Like I want to, I want to feel the workout. So is it stretching and that's good and important? Is it cardio? Is it strength training? Like how, where, where would you even put it? It's all, I swear to God. All of the above. All of the above. And I say this because people go, oh, it's too boring. I'm like, you, how many classes did you try? Yeah. There are several types of yoga. There are, there's like gene yoga where um, gene yoga is very mellow. It's like, you know, it's, it's slow. There is, for example, Ashtanga yoga, which it's a very um, like high demanding kind of yoga that I find it hard even for me after practicing for so many years. I love it. But it, I love it, but it's the it's like the discipline is like a little too much for me because you have to do this and you have and it's pose after pose after pose. Then there is like power vinyasa, which is my favorite one, which is more free. You move through poses. Most poses you hold them for five to seven to eight breaths, and that's it. There is cardio in it because there is a section where you know you're supposed to do cardio. There is a section where you do core. Uh, there is a section where you do like hips and flexibility at the end. So that's why I say you have to try many types of yoga, many yoga teachers and, you know, many yoga studios, many yoga classes until you find your yoga, until you find this is my teacher. This is, you know, I have had so many teachers over the years, but the ones who truly, truly have changed me maybe maybe four or five who like i decide to believe because it's not just the physical aspect to it mm-hmm. here is the thing about yoga that that i think makes people fall in love with it because you go to a studio thinking that you are going to do the yoga right you're gonna breathe and do the poses what happens when do when you are doing the yoga what happens while you are moving consciously with your breath from pose to pose is that you get rid of tension you get rid of stress you get rid of trauma literally why because sometimes we go through our lives and we encounter you know these difficult situations these you know, maybe it's the passing of a loved one. Maybe it's, you know, I lost my job because of the pandemic. And because we live like busy lives, we go, I don't have time for this, right? I don't have time for you this. And you don't cry that cry that you needed to cry. You don't cry it. You don't cry those tears. And you continue to move on. You go, you know, let's say, you know, you go bury your loved one and you say, I'm okay. 
you cry a little, right? You cry maybe one, two weeks and you say, you convince yourself, I'm okay. I'm going back to work and you move and move through your life and keep going. And without noticing all of that, all of that pain, all of that sorrow, all of that like grieving, you, without noticing, you place it on your right shoulder or on your neck or on your hip. And when you are there at the studio or at home in your yoga mat, and when you stay in the pose and, and breathe and continue to breathe when your body tells you, get me the heck out of here, because there is a moment in the pose where you arrive at the pose and then your body starts to scream and says, get me out of here. That's when the yoga starts. That's mm. when you stay calm and breathe. And when you do that, when you let the yoga start and go in, you, you, you free tension, you free pain, you free fear. I cannot tell you, Monica, how many times I've been teaching a class and someone breaks into tears in the middle of the class or at the end of the class. Usually, most of the time, it doesn't kick in until Chobasana, which is corpus pose, is the, is the last and most important pose of the whole practice. Mm-hmm. I, I dislike it when people say, I don't have time for this, and they just go and do the, get the sweaty part of it and do it all in, in the last pose. They're like, I don't have time for this, and walked out of the studio. That's the moment when you lie down and, and let all the juices sink in and let all of the, the feelings, all everything, all that garbage that we have inside come out there during Shobhasara. And, and when we don't let that happen, I'm like, no, why are you doing this? Like this yeah. is the most special moment. And, and, and so people break down at the end of class and, and they'll be telling you, thank you. Like it was wonderful. I had a one, I don't know why I'm crying. And that's like, that's like the biggest compliment to me as a teacher. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. You just, you just released something really big that you had inside and you probably didn't even know it. Yeah. And they go home and come back and you're right. Like, I feel much better. Like that's, that's, that's what, what yoga does to you. Well, you bring up such a great point and it's, God, it's become, I think, so cliche since COVID, you know, happened, but it's this exercise is this sense of self-care. And I think sometimes we say like self-care is like, oh, I'm going to travel or, oh, I'm going to go get my nails done or, oh, I'm going to go get a massage. But there's that moment at the end of the workout. And as you were telling the story of people, like, I don't have time for like the cool down. I remember back, this was a couple of years ago, I was at a Soul Cycle studio in Chicago and I love cycling. I love it because it's like, oh, it's so freaking hard and I'm sweating and it's just different than the kind of exercise I normally do. And at the end, I was like, I am freaking worn out. Like that was so hard. And in the studio, the lights are off. They've got candles lit. They turned down the music to something that wasn't like a techno beat. And they said, if you are done with the ride, exit quietly. Please be respectful of everyone as we do the cool down. And I remember looking to my sister being like, are we staying for this? Cause I'm like, I'm done. And she's like, let's just stay. And they turned the music on and they were doing some breathing with us. And it was like, like I'm a church going gal. And it felt like I was at church all of a sudden because the instructor breathed with us and gave this like motivational speech and the lights at the end of it turned back on. And my sister was like, Oh my God, Monica, are you okay? And I was like, why? And she's like, are you crying? And I was like, I'm in full tears. Like I was in a full 
down because the best part of the entire workout was where I was barely pedaling, but I was very much breathing. And it was just, it's exactly what you're talking about. It's like, I did not know I needed that cool down. I didn't even know I needed that workout. Like I thought I was going so we could eat a lot of Chicago style pizza for the rest of the weekend. Like that's why I was was like, like, you know, yeah, I can, if I burn 900 calories at soul cycle, I can totally eat and drink more this weekend. And so I walk out of that studio and I was just like, holy shit, that was so good. And I want that feeling more often. And if you're telling me that I could potentially get that from yoga, I might be like, okay, sold. I promise you will. That's that's the magic part of it. Mm-hmm. Shavasana. That's the magic part of it. When you lie down, when you take those few seconds, that's how you know, you thank yourself for doing all the work. That's how you reward yourself. So you go do all the hard work, breathe, stay, move, hold the pose, do child's pose when you need to, and you are not going to stay for the magical part of it. That's mm-hmm. the real self-care. We, we, I love that you mentioned that because I see that too. Like, like we prize self-care and, and hashtag self-care. And I'm here I am, you know, getting a, a pedicure. I'm like, there cannot be self-care without inwardly work. That's mm, self-care. Yes. Self, you take care of the, of the self, of the person. Not of the person outside. You, it's not of, of your face. Not you doing your hair. No. So the, to me, the self part of self-care is, is the inside of it. Do yeah. you breathe? Do you, do you place your hand in your heart and in your heart and ask yourself, how am I feeling? How is this doing to me? How, you know, what am I grateful for? Did you stay? Did you, you know, talk those few seconds to you? You know, do the work, you know, but go and run, you know, the, the mile or the five miles, you know, do the, I don't know, whatever it is that you do, the workout, but also, you know, do, do the important part, which is when you stop and, and say, thank you, me, for going on this mm-hmm. five mile run, you know, thank you, me, for enduring this, thank you, me, for, you know, tying my shoes and going to the gym when I didn't fit, thank you, thank you, me, I love you, me, oh, I did great, I did great today, that's the self-care, the self-care, mm-hmm you know, thing that we, that most of us don't, don't know because it's hard to portray that on a, on a Facebook post or on a yeah. Instagram post. It's, it's hard to, to show that to people because we want to show, oh, if you don't post it, it didn't happen. Yeah. Right? If you don't post it, if you don't, if you don't brag about it in social media, it didn't happen. How are you going to brag about the, the, the special moment that you just had when you went with your sister and stay and cry? You know, you can talk about that and brag about that, but really communicate that to your audience, what you mm-hmm. felt is, is hard to do it with words. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Well, I, I've got this idea because I love your statement about the inward work. And a lot of people are listening to this on their drive to work or drive home from work. And although we probably can't lead them in like yoga poses right now, you mentioned one of the greatest parts of it is the breathing part. So would you be able to close this out and do some sort of like, and again, I have no idea. So like, lead us, lead us in like a breathing exercise. Yes, I will. So 
okay, I want to leave this clear down. Yoga is is not just the poses. Yoga is is no, you know, standing up on your head or walking on your hands or, or doing that fancy imbalance that you saw. Yoga is the union. Like if, if you go and look up the meaning of the word yoga, it's the union of the ma- of the mind, body, and soul. When you get to 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 unite them all, that's the yoga. And that's why I will always love and 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 prioritize yoga over any kind of physical movement because believe me i have tried them all i have tried them all mm-hmm. after I, I love trying workouts and exercises and videos and classes i go i love giving it a try to everything but nothing will give you the experience that a good consistent yoga practice gives you because you you are not just working your body and your mind, it's your emotions, it's your soul, it's everything. Mm-hmm. And yoga is nothing but a breathing practice. If you're breathing, then you're doing the yoga. If you stop breathing, I'm sorry, your post can look beautiful and can be so Instagrammable right now and it will get a million likes. That's not yoga, sister, because you are not breathing. You are not doing, you know, the most important part of it. So right now we're going to yeah, do let's breathe. A, okay. a, a, a few, two or three, just, I just want everybody to, to, to do this. Just two or three, um, two or three breathings. And we call it Ujjayi breathing is the, is the breathing that, that is the name of the breathing that we do in yoga, which translates, which translates into, um, the breathing of the champions because it requires of a champion to breathe in this form. The idea is that we breathe like this through our entire yoga practice, but I'm telling you, as a, stu- as a yoga student and yoga t- teacher who has been doing this for so many years, I still cannot manage to breathe in this way through my, throughout my entire 45 minutes, 60, 75 minutes. You can because when you're moving in this way, you are going to run out of breath. You're going to feel dizzy. You're going to have to stop. And you got to do all of that. That's part of the yoga. But right now, we're going to do this. So if you are home, maybe, you know, maybe you are listening and you're doing the dishes. I just want everybody to go and find a, a comfortable place where to where they can sit down. If you're at home, if you can sit down with your legs crossed, um, we call it um, like... I'm, I'm gonna call it like in not in yoga terms, but in like crisscross applesauce, you know. But if but if you cannot do that, like I'm just right. I I have an, a knee injury that I you know, I hurt my knee a few weeks ago in school. I don't, I'm not gonna talk about that. <laughs> so, so I cannot I cannot sit down like that. So I'm just gonna sit down straight on my seat. If even you can do this, even if you're driving. If you're driving, the only thing that you have to do is keep your hands on the wheel and just listen and do. Keep your eyes open. Yes, yes, eyes <laughs> open, hands on the wheel, right? And if you're okay. home, find a comfortable place and sit down. Okay. And the first thing that I want you to do is to straighten your back. You're going to straighten your back and you're going to drop your shoulders and you're going to make sure that there is a nice space between your shoulders and your ears. So nice length on back and you're going to start to engage your core. Ujjayi, which is when we bring our lower belly ups inwardly towards our spine, right? So straight back, long shoulders, core engaged, zip in your belly button. And now you're going to take a big deep breath towards your nose. Inhale, slowly inhale, inhale. Notice how the breath goes through your brain. Now you're going to hold it. And we're going to hold it for five, 
four, three, two. You're going to slowly exhale through your nose. And we want to make that sound. So we're going to do it again. Straight back, core active, shoulders down, relax, and breathe in. Inhale. Notice how your, your chest expands, your lungs expands. You wander. The breath goes up to the brain. You hold it. Hold it for as much as you can. And very slowly exhale down. And then one last time. Inhale, take it up, expand, get big. Breath goes to the brain. Right now your brain is oxygenated. Oxy I, I have a hard time saying that. I stay there, hold it. And very slowly exhale down. Now take a normal breath, like, and this time open your mouth and, ah, and exhale. Congratulations, you just did some yoga. That's all it takes. No fancy poses, no fancy arm balances, nothing. That is it. It is interesting, like, that is something that you can do when you're waiting on something in the car, in a plane, like, I mean, so just that, and that took us like less than two minutes. So just three big breaths like that all through the nose, right? Like the, all of that was through the nose. And then like, it is interesting too, because I was doing it with like the crisscross applesauce, how much when you take that exhale, how much like it feels weird on the body, like in a good way. It's like, I am not just releasing air. I'm releasing whatever the else is like, I don't know. It's like, I felt like I lost 10 pounds in that breath. <laughs> Monica, the breath is the single one thing that is given to us in the moment when, and, and even before you, you, you are born, right? Is the, is the, is the single one thing that, that is given to you in the moment when, when you like, you know, get made in your mama's belly and the last thing that you take with you, you know, once you part this world. And we take it for granted. We take it for granted. We don't do it consciously. That's why we go to yoga, to learn how to breathe consciously. Because think about when you get nervous or when you get in shock or when, when you go, you know, through a stressful moment. What's the thing that you stop? You stop breathing. You go, <gasps> and you stop breathing. You forget to do that. And when you go, okay, breathe, breathe, breathe. <gasps> That moment of consciously breathing, expanding your lungs, sending the brain, sending the breath to the brain, oh, does so much for your immune system, for, for every single thing in you. So that's what we go to yoga, to keep learning how to breathe. Even after so many years, I still find myself, you know, learning, needing to learn about, about how to breathe properly. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for teaching us. That was, it was so interesting. It really, really is. And it's in so many ways, so basic, but I think in a lot of ways, if we can incorporate some of those basic things, those basic practices into our teacher lives, like I really, really think that that would help. So if people want to hang out with you on social media, learn more about you as a teacher, maybe learn more about you with your passions like yoga, where can they find you? 
I um the 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 place where I'm the most active is at my Instagram at Empower Teaching Podcast. I also host and produce a, and produce a podcast called Empower Teaching Podcast, available in iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. Monica has been an honorable guest in my podcast for yes. a couple times, I think. Oh, I love having you. Thank you for teaching us and for all that you do. Um, also on TikTok, I Empower Teaching Podcast everywhere monica thank you so much for having me it's truly an honor i hope that you go to bed every night knowing that you make a huge impact in a lot of us i thank hope you. that you look at yourself in the mirror in the mirror and find this beauty and magnificent talent that i see when i see you or read you Thank you so much for all you do. You 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 truly make an impact in, in, in people like me. I appreciate you. I genuinely hope that the ideas and the practices and the philosophy that you just heard from Vanessa in this episode helps you to just get in that teacher zone. And I think that's the zone that all of us want to be in at this point in the school year. We want to end this school year on a good note. We want to crush it for kids. And sometimes that means we have to crush our body into weird poses that we've never tried before. Speaking of crushing it, I want to personally invite you to a three-week virtual course that I am starting on April 1st. It is going to be a dynamic virtual course that is all about building relationships with students at the end of the year, motivating students to end the year on a good note, celebrating education, even though this year has been hard, and it's going to be full of dynamic ideas, motivation, lessons, things that you can implement right now in your classroom. It's an insanely affordable price. It's insanely dynamic. And hundreds of teachers from across the country are going to be joining and learning and loving on each other as we end this year on a good note. You can check out the Crushing It For Kids course at monicagenta.com slash courses. That's monicagenta.com slash courses. I would love to learn and grow with you in the month of April. So don't forget to check out that link that's in the show notes. I want to continue to learn and grow with you and Vanessa in yoga. And I want to continue to learn and grow with you on this podcast. Remember, episodes are released every single Sunday night. So you are ready to go for your morning commute on Monday. If you liked this interview episode, there are plenty more in the library. So you can go back to the This Teacher Life library and find the interviews. If you found that you're just looking for more real, raw, relevant, teacher-related ideas, there are hundreds of episodes right here in the library where you can find things about student motivation, student engagement, building relationships, SEL. Go find episodes that work for you because the number one part about the This Teacher Life podcast is it helps every single one of us live this teacher life. So I want to thank you for living it with me. And I can't wait to see you on next week's episode.